Hi, and welcome to episode one. I'm Sean Borcelli. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, premature. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to episode 1.11 of the Borcelli Brothers podcast. I'm Mike Borcelli. And I'm Sean Borcelli. And we've got a packed show for you today. So big. It's so big and packed and chock full of goodness. Chock full of goodness. Today on the show, we have... Rapid Fire Theater's Mike Robertson and Tim Makula. Makula. Both very funny guys. And we also have... Kids in the Halls, Kevin McDonald. Kids in the Halls, Kevin McDonald. Very excited. So stay tuned to the end of our show for our feature interview with Kevin McDonald. We talk about sketch comedy. We talk about everything from what are our favorite sketch comedies. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Let's roll the intro. Okay. Let's roll the intro. Intro song is awesome. I, think I still like great. it. I like it a lot. It's been a few episodes now, and it, I'm not sick of it. Not at all. I've got lots of compliments on it. Yeah? From yeah. who? Uh, Name one person. Several people. Our PR person, Janice Galloway. She did like it. She reposted about how much she liked it. She said it's one of the best before, opening for podcasts that she's ever heard. Yeah, and she did it before she had a personal investment in the show. That's true. She did it before she was even invited to be on. We got her on the show in order to give her it uh, was, some personal investment. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Woo! She wants her voice to be heard louder. Yeah, and abs- how do you do that? Absolutely. Make sure that the shows you're on, you know, get some hear- hearsay. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think something we've implemented recently. Oh, it's segment time! It's segment time. Before we get into the meat of our episodes, let's do a segment. Yeah, absolutely. You ready for this, Mike? Yeah, I'm super ready. I got something really. I really pre- liked your last one. Thank you. I've got another one. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said in the last one, this is about uh, faking deaths, people who have faked their own deaths. I've uh, fake killed a lot of people. Oh. Seven people. I'm I think that's more than <laughs> more than most people. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. You can't get convicted for uh, fake killing people, though. You know why? It's true. Well, you can. You just you have to be, unless you're loud about it. I mean, you can if you're loud. No, about you it. just you just tell them they're not dead. They, oh, live, they live at this address. It's true. I mean, Check it out. You'll see them. <laughs> You'll find them quite alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing sinister about that. Mm-hmm. Anywho, they might not have any memories of their previous lives, but <laughs> they're still alive, technically. Uh, <laughs> let's not even... <laughs> dis- let's not. I'm not even going to delve into that because I don't want to hey, know Nick, anymore. Nick, remember when we only had three brothers? 
uh, and then we met Mike on the street, and we're like, he could be our brother. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And you know what? Mike is a way better name than Stan. Uh, well, I mean, uh, in h- hindsight's twenty twenty, Sean. Uh, yes, it's a better name now than Stan. I fought it. You're I fought welcome. It. I fought it. You're welcome. But thank you. Mm-hmm. Stan's dead. Uh, anyways, I've got this new uh, a side cast for you all. Okay. And I think uh, I think you're all gonna like it. Cast it aside. I will. Uh, Nick, roll the th- roll the a side cast. Imagine this. A man falls down a rabbit hole and finds himself at the foot of a rising stone spire. And etched in the stone are the stories of intrigue, people, and treasures cast aside here forever and otherwise lost to the sands of time. The other day, I was watching the Bruce Campbell movie Bubba Hotep, in which he plays an aged Elvis Presley fighting off an evil mummy in his nursing home. The premise of the film being that Elvis switched places with his twin brother and went on to become a mummy-fighting elderly man. We've all heard stories like this, minus the mummy, of course. The idea that somehow Elvis survived or faked his own death isn't a new one. I'm sure you're all also familiar with the rumors surrounding the death of eccentric comedian Andy Kaufman. Known for his elaborate and very public performance pieces, it was always difficult to separate the truth about the man from the characters he portrayed. Since his death from cancer in May of 1984, a flurry of sightings of the man and theories speculating his death was yet another elaborate piece of performance art have been persistent. To this day, fans and conspiracy theorists propose that Kaufman will someday make a triumphant return. In 1999, Kaufman's own brother, Michael Kaufman, claimed publicly that he had received a letter from Andy. The theories picked up some steam again recently when the 40th anniversary of SNL aired. Twitter was abuzz with hope that the legendary performer was going to show up and reveal the hoax. But the day came, and Andy was a no-show. After watching Bubba Hotep, I started wondering if anyone had ever successfully managed to fake their own death. I did some googling and found a couple of stories. Maybe you've heard these, and maybe you haven't, but I'm going to tell you anyway. The first story I came across was very interesting. In 1965, Ken Kesey, best known as the acclaimed author of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, along with his group of friends known at the time as the Merry Pranksters, managed to help Kesey fake his own death. Kesey had been busted for marijuana possession, and in an attempt to flee the repercussions of the justice system, he had his friends park his truck on a cliffside road near Eureka, California. An elaborate suicide note containing such pathos-filled lines as, Ocean, Ocean, I'll beat you in the end, was drafted by the pranksters and left at the scene. Kesey, in the meantime, was smuggled into Mexico. He managed to get away with the ruse for eight months, but he was arrested upon his return to the U.S. and ended up spending five months in prison. 
The second story I came across was absolutely fascinating. In the Library of Congress's online catalog, I found the story of a self-proclaimed lord who lived in the U.S. during the 18th century. Lord Timothy Dexter was a self-made man with no education to speak of, who became wealthy through the unorthodox business deals he made. He traded with merchants and speculators in the then province of Maine and was engaged to some extent in the West India trade. He purchased a large amount of what were called state securities, later redeeming them at prices far exceeding the original cost. The book I found, a scan from an 1848 fourth edition of Lord Timothy Dexter's autobiography, is entitled A Pickle for the Knowing Ones. The book was originally panned for its lack of punctuation and correct writing, and only became popular after several editions had been printed. In one edition, Lord Dexter added an extra 13 pages of punctuation, with a note stating, Place as you please. A vain man, Lord Dexter took it upon himself to find out what people would say about him if he were to die. The preface of A Pickle for the Knowing Ones, written by someone only noted in the text as a distinguished citizen of Old Newberry, recounts the incident as follows. Not insensible that he must share the common lot, Dexter, many years before his death, prepared himself a tomb. It was the basement story of his summer house, magnificently fitted and open to the light of day. His coffin, made of the best mahogany which he could find, superbly lined and adorned with silver handles, he kept in a room of the house and took great pleasure in exhibiting it to his visitors. At other times, it was locked up. Soon after his death apparatus was prepared, Dexter got up a mock funeral which, with all but his family and a few associates, was to pass as real. Various people in the town were invited by card who came and found the family clad in mourning and preparations for the funeral going forward. The burial service was read by a wag who then pronounced a bombastic eulogy upon the deceased. The mourners moved in procession to the tomb in the garden. The coffin was deposited and they returned to the large hall where a sumptuous entertainment was provided. While the feast was going on, a loud noise attracted the guests to the kitchen, where they beheld the arisen lord caning his wife for not having shed a tear during the ceremony. He entered the hall with the astonished mourners in high spirits, joined in the rout, threw money from the window to the crowd of boys, and expressed his satisfaction at everything except the indifference of his wife and the silence of the bells. Lord Dexter actually died at his house on the 26th of October in 1806 at the age of 60. Though I'm sure faking one's own death would be a difficult feat in today's day and age, in their time these audacious characters pulled off something most people only fantasize about. I hope you have enjoyed these stories. I'm Mike Borcelli, and thank you for listening to a sidecast. A sidecast is produced as an aside to the Borcelli Brothers podcast. Special thanks to Curtis Ross for composing the intro score and recording the opening narrative. Wow. Yeah. People faking their own deaths. Yeah, I often fantasize about that. I do too, all the time. Yeah. And well,
some people would be sad, I would hope. We've all, everybody fantasizes about what people would do at their funeral. Have you ever fantasized about, uh, let's say, like, you have a lot of work to do at work? Yeah. And you fantasize about, like, getting meningitis or getting a condition that causes you to be in the hospital for two, three weeks. Like, you fall down the stairs and break every bone in your body. Yeah, I've done this. In order yeah. to not be at work. Be at work. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, also, like, and also have some sympathy and you get to relax. Yeah. And just not really, ha- not have anxiety. And also sympathy that's going to last for a really, really long time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we've so all been It's not there. just me. No, not at all. I mean, it may, might just be the two of us, but I mean, I don't think so. Okay, so the first guy that you're talking about on that side cast, he Ken went Kesey. to Mexico. Yeah, Ken Kesey. Who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, yeah. okay, so he went to Mexico for eight months. Yes. In order to avoid going to jail for five months. Well, he went to... I don't think anybody could have assumed he was going to get five months in prison. That seems like a remarkable. Or did he small... assume that he was going to stay in Mexico for longer? He's like, I can't handle eight months in Mexico. I got to cross the border yeah, again. Yeah, I, I couldn't find anything about why he left Mexico. Like, he left Mexico. He went back into the like, U.S. Obviously like, obviously, you're going to get arrested. Like, He's like, oh, you know what? I'd I rather think, prison I, than I, I honestly Mexico. think he thought, you know, well, I'm dead. I'm deceased. It's been eight months. I've been laying low. Probably fine. But it, but it wasn't. No. He went to jail for five months. Well, they don't like marijuana in the United States. They didn't. Well, they did, especially didn't then. then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a great, uh, that was a good one. Yeah. I, I think I, uh, I think you're, you just keep getting better. Thank you. Yeah. Also, uh, I don't know where you got that music from, but I hope you have the copyright. The rights? The, yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, I actually, I actually have the uh, right to use it. You do, hey? Yeah. You asked? Yes. Well, that's great. <laughs> so um, after we finish this podcast, I'd really like to get your contacts because <laughs> I want to I wanna do things as good as you do. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, and you know what? I could probably use some music in my own segments. Yeah. Uh, speaking of your segments, I'm really excited about this one because you... Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, your last one was awesome. I'm really excited you to hear... You liked it? Yeah, I loved it. Like, I'm really excited to hear your slam poem for today. Like, what, slam what's, poem? Yeah, your slam poem for today. Like, you got you got one prepped, right? I I don't. No, I'm kind of done with the slam poetry thing. Oh. You liked it, though? Yeah, I really liked it. Oh, that's good to know. I I don't like it. I don't like doing it, though. Oh. You like it? Uh, I feel like it was, like, it was a one-trick pony. Okay. You know what I mean? Zack Snyder, obviously, in my crosshairs, it it pulled out a lot of things that I was feeling, and slam poetry just, I don't know, I just fucking channeled it's something just there. just the right medium for the time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I did, I was going to prepare a segment for today. I was working on it. I, I realized that this one's pretty beefy. Yeah? Yeah, it's big. So you're coming up with something. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm on, on like, I'm in a realm or zone where I think I might do this every week because huh. it, I think it's going to be good. Well, I'm into it. You don't even know what I'm doing. Well, I like, I like what you've done so far. Yeah. When I get a, you know, when I get a feeling, I just got to go with it. I get an urge. I splurge. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's disgusting and understandable. But that's the way I feel. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to unveil this yet. I was going to unveil it tonight. Um, but 
I saw I saw you here. earlier tonight. I saw I, I, I saw you. You were frivol- writing frivolously writing. I thought yeah. I thought it was gonna be something big tonight. And now that I know that I can get free music from somebody that you know, yeah, um, I'm gonna add that to it. And, and this is actually gonna be so awesome. Great. So stay tuned next week for my segment. Excellent. Okay. All right. What's up next? Well, what's up next is our interview with uh, Tim McCullough and Mike Robertson. Ah, those guys are great. They're really, really awesome. Nice time. I want to have them. On we again. we I had to edit this down so much because we talked about those guys. We longest, talked with those guys interview forever. We've ever done. Yeah, yeah, because they are so personable, and there are so many topics to talk about with them that they are good at talking about. Mm-hmm. Almost uh, like with an ability to talk about a lot of things that we talked about. <laughs> so, yeah. I I think we'll have them back. Mm -hmm. Tim, Mike, you're welcome back. Yeah, anytime. Anytime at all. And they also enjoyed our steam whistles. Yeah, all of them. They enjoyed all of them. Tim, actually, we we got a couple cases this time because we knew we had an extra guest. Didn't realize that uh, they'd all be gone by the end, uh, even though the podcast had finished recording. (laughs) And uh, there was almost a case and a half left. We finished them off. Disclaimer on this episode, we did definitely get pretty drunk. And, like, early on. Mm-hmm. Like, it, we, we are definitely more spirity throughout. Spiritful. S- spirit, spiritus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we totally are. Let's and get to it. Sure. Uh, we talk about a lot of sketch yeah. comedy. Yeah, we do. Oh, you know what? Sketch comedy. But, you know, they can hear about it. Let's just let's Whatever. Just Here is our interview. With Mike and Tim. So... Nick, are we good on uh, sound? We're all good. We're all great. So what we usually do is we bullshit for a bit. <coughs> yeah. Oh. You've heard the podcast. You, you understand how we yeah, absolutely. begin this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've Just heard bullshit it. bullshit at the you start. Know. <coughs> bullshit. I celebrate the entire catalog. <laughs> <laughs> all, how many was Did it again? Did you cram it? <laughs> <laughs> I crammed it last night. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to like listen to five at once. That was a cacophony. <laughs> yeah, that would bought, be the most annoying. Thing. I bought like the remastered Criterion collection from HMV for like $75. <laughs> Sounds yeah. so good. Nice. It it's a really great. nice collection for sure. Oh yeah, beautiful. Those guys, because we didn't even ask them to do it. Yeah, the they just art. did it. They're like, "This is classic. We got to get this out there." Yeah, it was awesome. It's like free publicity. Mm-hmm. We don't get a dime from them though. They sell it for free. Well, for for I, free for us. <laughs> like we don't. We get nothing. Yeah, it costs it costs us nothing. We get nothing. That's nice. That's yeah. yeah that is the same thing with the. Um, what was that? I don't know. Coachella for me? Yeah. Yeah, like, I got nothing out of that. <laughs> <laughs> there was something there, but I lost. <laughs> I lost. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit it. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly. We'll, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah. put, put something in there. <laughs> Just a joke about or something. Yeah. Oh, don't joke about We don't do that on this podcast. Oh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Just said the word <laughs> oh, I said it again. <laughs> uh, bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> so how how do we want to begin? Do we want to begin? Are we good? Yeah, I mean, do we think? don't have to. We we can begin pretty informally because we don't have to start <clears throat> start it off like an episode or anything. Right. We're essentially buffering this with uh, Kevin's interview. Uh-huh. Uh, so you're going to come in kind of after the fact, oh, or before the fact, or before the fact. Or the also ran. We'll figure it out. Let's make yeah. them listen to these guys through to get to the good stuff at the end. Yeah, that's cool. The Kevin stuff. Yeah. 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 The good stuff. You know, the stuff <laughs> gotta, that's, gotta that's trudge, really important. Gotta trudge through the shit. A real celebrity. Yeah. You 
for a celebrity also. Yeah, yeah. cool. Definitely. Everyone's a celebrity. After they're done on this podcast. <laughs> wow. You guys are in for it. Put it on your CV, fellas. I Do already it. did. <laughs> I, I Reuse Center did not call me back. <laughs> Ultimately, That's me and Tim are the real winners because we're not celebrities, but we're on the podcast with your first celebrity. So yeah. odds are it'll be your most listened to episode. Yeah, name, the, true. name true. the podcast yeah. like one out of three of the guests is a celebrity and let the people guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get some of that. <laughs> That'll it, be our email question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twitter question. Our Twitter tweeted us. <laughs> did, did you guess? Guess which one of these people is a celebrity on our podcast? <laughs> one of the three people is extremely influential to sketch comedy. <laughs> <laughs> is it Mike? Is it Tim? <laughs> or is it Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall? <laughs> uh, we're sitting here with Tim McCullough and Mike Robertson. Uh, hello. hello, 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 Tim and Mike. Yeah. Uh, both of them are members of Rapid Fire Theater. They're both improvisers, and they're here today to talk with us a little Birds. bit. Birds, <laughs> which is actually, I'm really happy you guys are on here talking about this with us because I happen to have a nesting pair of merlins in the front spruce tree. Great. Oh, really? Like just just found out a couple days ago. Super noisy. We knew there was one in the neighborhood, but now we realize they're actually in our yard nesting. There's a nest. Yeah, that's cute. Merlins. So. Uh, I think we'll start off. What are your favorite birds? <coughs> favorite birds: uh, hawks, hawks, eagles, ostriches, uh, emus. The those are that's the like either end of the spectrum. So yeah, you like the raptors, or you like the ground ground uh, walker birds? Ground walkers, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. That's... I like ducks. Ducks. I'm just a duck guy. For particular I like... reason? I just think that they're funny, just the way that they <laughs> are. Um, and they just seem approachable as a bird, you know? I was talking to another uh, bird enthusiast recently, and they, they like the duck because they, – they they also picked duck when I was talking to them. And they said because it can both fly mm-hmm. and swim. All, all birds can't do that? No. Oh. See, I don't know how much <clears throat> about Like birds. penguins can only swim. Oh, right, yeah. That's Okay, yeah. I don't think ostriches can do either. No. They're useless as a bird. Yeah. Huh. Ducks, ducks have corkscrew penises. They do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Is that unique amongst the bird world? Mm. I thought, do most waterfowl uh, animals have, uh, have that? Does a goose have a corkscrew penis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. like anything within that family. But is that it's yeah. not a family? Like, is it because it's a swimming bird? It has so like a corkscrew that, that waterfowl. Yeah, because it works right? like a yeah, like, like a, a rotor. propeller. Yeah. yeah, that's how they swim. Yeah, they're like <laughs> yeah, 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 cruising in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that they need to if they need to like drill through the dirt like uh, yeah, to lay their eggs. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fascinating, fascinating. So, as a bird enthusiast, uh, where's your favorite bird watching spots? I just want to cut you off there for a second. Uh, ducks, at, they can't actually fly. They corkscrew themselves into the sides, the sides of like single single engine airplanes, like Cessnas and stuff, and that's how they get. Oh, that's right. how they mastered air travel. Oh, so that's why there's so many ducks uh, hanging around airports. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes, makes so much sense. sense. Yeah. Which is my favorite place to watch birds. Wow, okay. oh. but that's that why was full circle. That was great. Yeah. That's why Cessnas and other single, or yeah, the planes like that are considered dangerous to people because a duck might drill itself into an oil tank. Right. Like that's the plane often, go down. Often Cessnas are the, the ones that go down. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. I, cool. Well, that's uh, that about covers it for birds, I think. That's yeah. Right. So, what else do we want to talk about? What do we want to talk about? <clears throat> you guys want to talk about? Uh, you you guys like funny stuff? You like jokes? Comedy movies? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys like yeah. uh, sketch comedy? Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, it's good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. What are some of your favorite sketch comedies? Maybe um, now or of all time. Or sketch comedian troops. Um, so it doesn't have to be on TV. It could no. just be like, you think this city has a, like a good crew. Yeah, it could be a real life team of people. Right, right, right. right. Any favorites? Anything Anything you really watch right now? Anything you're really into? Um, I'm... No, there's not a lot of like new stuff because the they had a show called Sunnyside. It was on Canadian TV and that got canceled. That mm-hmm. was good. What was that? It was like a Canadian sketch comedy show, which is like was r- it on CBC? Rare. Uh, it was on City TV. Oh, City no. TV. Really? CTV. CTV. I had well, no idea we had another. I hadn't Canadian heard about this. It was Where really, was it filmed? I didn't know that it of? got canceled. It just got canceled. Yeah, it was in Toronto. Yeah, oh, it's shot very out of, funny. It's shot in Winnipeg, but it was made out of Toronto. It was very good, but hmm. it got canceled, so there you go. But uh so <laughs> Are you writing this down, Mike? Sunnyside? Sunnyside, I'll write that down. Thank and you. there was that new show, The Characters, that was on Netflix. Yeah. You guys watched some of that? Yeah. I have that watched was it yet. mostly miss, I found. Mm-hmm. But I appreciated what it was going for. I liked the concept. What's uh what's that new one? The uh the Von Lady Baroness oh, yeah. Baroness Baroness Von Sketch. Show? Baroness Von Sketch. That hasn't come out yet, I don't think. Nah. But that's Who's that done by? I don't know. It's an all-woman <laughs> sketch group. So we don't They're know from if Vancouver it's good. or Toronto. I don't know, but it's on CBC. So hmm. CBC is investing money in sketch comedy these days, about which time. seems... Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so all-time favorite comedy sketch. Do you mean like troops or shows? or Shows, or actual TV, TV show, troop, doesn't yeah. matter. We'll get into Did individual like sketches. The Monty okay. Pythons. I would say Monty Python probably is mine. Yeah. Number one. I mean, it's the yeah. first. Well, I mean, yeah. I've never seen a full Monty Python sketch or movie, which makes me a, That's a comedy heretic. That's amazing. Uh, um, yeah. And awful. Yeah. You're not missing much. They <laughs> 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 didn't do very good stuff. <laughs> yeah. that, is Jim that true? <clears throat> oh, no, they you were, just said Monty Python. They were yeah. great. No, they were great. Mm. They yeah. are great. They're, most of them are still alive. Yeah, it's only, only Graham, Graham Chapman's, Chapman's dead. dead. Yeah. How'd he die? John Cleese is getting Cancer, up there yeah. too. Oh, that's like last yeah. time I oh, saw him, he, he, like just watching the quiver, the old man quiver when he was talking. I was like, ugh, yeah, totally. Uh, I, I'm I'm dreading the day when I see the John Cleese passes away at the age of 82. What will the that'll be the headline? Like there won't be a <laughs> no, it'll be a Monty Python joke. fame. No, it won't be. No, you John Cleese eaten by python. <laughs> <laughs> what if he gets eaten by a python? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the best way for any of them Monty's to Python <laughs> yeah. eats John Cleese. <laughs> His brother-in-law, Monty. Yeah. <laughs> shitty snake-collecting brother-in-law, Monty. Right. Reports. So, Monty Python, you haven't seen? No. Mike, have you seen them? Yes, all of them. All of them? All of the yeah. Monty Yeah, at one point, point or another. Yes, I've seen everything they've done. That's um, That's pretty good. And I was a big fan of all of it growing up. I was a big fan of Kids in the Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First, first, and that kind of turned me on to Monty Python. Did you watch Kids in the Hall? Yeah, I watched a lot of Kids in the Hall. Um, I'm trying to think of what I watched beyond that. I tried to watch Saturday Night Live, but 
I, I would get sleepy around that time. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I never got super into that either. I'm I'm shitty. I'm shitty at watching comedy. So Mike, yeah, yeah, that's uh, fine. Mike, you, the, Tim's your friend, right? Yes. And we have him on the show. Why? <laughs> exactly for this. Thank reason. you. Exactly okay. for this reason. Because you said like he would. He knows all this shit. You no, said he I was an expert. Say, I, ne- I never. I never. An expert at specified comedy how experteased he was. <laughs> I think I he expertised you. Is what he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He told he, <laughs> Tim. You said. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mike Robertson. Yes, here I am. <laughs> You're an expert, right? <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm an expert, but I would say that I... <clears throat> we, there's no experts. No, there's no, there's no, we, let's be clear. None of us are experts. Yes. I've watched audience. a lot of things ever since I was a kid. And yeah, Me too. I've put eyes on <laughs> televisions yeah. for periods of time. We're we're really narrowing down the Twitter uh, questionnaire. <laughs> people, first five minutes, people are like, it's probably Kevin McDonald. <laughs> I think it's Kevin McDonald. The only sketch show I can name is the one that Kevin McDonald did. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you watch Kids in the Hall. You couldn't yeah. get into SNL. No, no. It takes so long. How old are you, Tim? I'm 27. You're 27. Yeah. So... Who would have been your SNL team? It would, have, uh, it would have been David Spade and all those. No, guys. no, no. Oh, no, 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 I guess that's mine. That's, that's, well, that's, that's, that's the ones that I, I started watching. He's a Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. Tina Fey, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Oh, I, I liked the Weekend Update. That was fun. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch that. Did you, were you, were you watching it when Norm Macdonald was on Weekend Update? Or no. Colin Quinn was on Weekend Update? Yeah, wait. Probably Colin Quinn. Colin was Quinn. Colin Quinn after Amy? No, no. Before. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I think it was Colin Quinn, and then it was after that, maybe it was Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. yeah Tina and Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And then it was Tina and Amy, and then well, I can't remember what happened after that. Mm-hmm. I The first the first group of SNL people that I started watching was uh, the Mike Myers and the David Spade group because I saw it in syndication before, and I wasn't watching the live Saturday night uh, episodes when they aired, so I didn't I didn't see Will Ferrell and all that till much later when those were in syndication. Hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of stopped. I, I watched some of the Will Ferrell stuff when it was him and doing the cheerleader stuff with. Uh, uh, oh, I'm terrible with names. Now. Sherry O'Terry. Sherry O'Terry. Mm-hmm. I knew it rhymed. It was like Tina Omfina. What's her name? <laughs> Sherry O'Terry. And that was all. That was great. And then I just kind of got bored. I got a little bit bored there for a bit. But I, I definitely grew up with the Mike Myers generation, the David's, uh, Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler. There was a one year though where that was arguably the worst time that Saturday Night Live ever had. Which which year? When when all of the most famous people who are like in all the movies now. Yeah, I remember watching that and just like as sorry. Okay, wait, can I cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the famous people that are in all of the movies now. Yeah. <laughs> can you, so who, like Scarlett Johansson that? was on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Abe Vigoda. All right, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, too soon? No. No. He was eaten no. By I, a I, I, for a reason. People were making so many Abe Vigoda's dead jokes long before he even died. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. They've been that making for like joke. ten years. So was, <laughs> now you're thinking Bella Lugosi. No, it's a song. Bella Lugosi's dead. There's by Bauhaus. Do you know Abe Vigoda's joke? No. There was a joke that was it funny? he's been dead for a long time. Yeah. He made that joke. Yeah, it's the Abe Vigoda joke. 
And he made that joke. I don't know. It's he funny. Could, no, I think it. it was just people were speculating whether he was dead or not. Yeah, that's the whole. So thing. saying too soon before he died was kind of like <laughs> that was funny. I had to say it had yeah. meaning too. Just like <laughs> too soon, he's so not dead. It's yet. like that it's joke so got less funny after so he died. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. I remember on Twitter just being like, "Yep, this is this is hack." <laughs> yeah. The day that he dies, this joke is hack. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> I uh, want to go back to so Saturday what, Night yeah, Live. Yeah, right, what yeah. was the year? Oh, so like there was like I think it was like ninety five or something. I I was I think I was thirteen. I remember I loved Saturday Night Live. I watched it every Saturday, and uh, that I remember watching some sketches and be like, "Wow, this is like bad." Like nobody is laughing at this sketch with all of these super super funny people. Yeah. It was uh, it was just because there was like way too many people, and I think it was yeah. Mike Myers was gone. Yeah, Mike Adam Myers had Sandler already left. Gone. Yeah, but uh, Chris Farley, David Spade, Rob Schneider, Dana Carvey, and those people, I think he was, was gone. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there was just so many people on there. Janine Garofalo. They started bringing in writers too. Like Fred Wolf was on, I think, that time. Right. And uh, what's his face? The Chris Kattan. Yeah, Chris Kattan. He was a featured player that year. Oh really? Yeah. There was a couple. There was like a bit of crossover, and then it was it after was that, that year early. where they did yeah. that. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was after that year they did the big clean like sweep and mm-hmm. they got all these new people like Will Ferrell and all these people in, yeah, and which then, was arguably also yeah. a decent roster of people. Oh yeah, it but it felt weird because my whole life I just only known Saturday Night Live yeah. with all of those most famous people who are in all the movies now. Kind yeah, of thing. So exactly. Pretty much just the cast of Grown Ups or the Ridiculous Six, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, Ugh. that's yeah, that's <laughs> weird. <laughs> Uh, that movie. Did, have you, did you like that movie? Which one? Ridiculous Ridic- Six? Ridiculous Six. I didn't watch it. I d- did I anyone here watch it? I didn't watch it out of yeah, some pro- we- weird personal protest. Yeah, I agree. I, I did see it. Grown Ups 1 and 2, though. You saw the sequel. Seri- I, I never watched any of those. Did you watch it? I watched the first Tim? one. No. I was just thinking about how, like, we all funded the Ridiculous Six by being Netflix subscribers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We're, we're part of the problem. Yeah. But no. by not watching it on Netflix, you're sending, you're voting with your... Time dollars Statistics yeah Nobody so watches it Netflix is like Nobody's watching this movie That we spent this money on Maybe we shouldn't Put this thing in But people yeah. are still Giving them money It's like oh, paying yeah. Paying to see a movie he, And not going to see He has it. a contract To make like four movies <laughs> Oh wow so, No way Yeah yeah So oh, there's gonna no. be A bunch of them on it's there It's gonna be like an Ocean's 12 Ocean's 13 Kind of thing <laughs> yeah. this, is, this time they're gonna be like Can we read that script first <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before you Just We just wanna double check Yeah let's sometimes. cut out All of the You know terrible racism within it maybe they fixed it maybe they fixed all the terrible racism and it's a really good i can't imagine they did but i I don't want to find out yeah yeah i just want to assume that they didn't and i'm not gonna watch it i'm not gonna click just to find out whether they did (laughs) well i watched it through it's still racist the whole thing (laughs) everyone was right yeah (laughs) while we're on the topic i want to express this controversial opinion i do think jack and jill is a fun to watch film. Have you you like you movie? liked Jack and Jill? Yeah, the Adam Sandler parts not a big fan of, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the stuff with Al Pacino is yes. great. Yeah, I actually so what, that, I totally agree. What's yeah. Jack and Jill about? Uh, Adam Sandler plays a character and also his twin sister. So it's just him oh my God, playing a woman. One? Yeah, and he's like both. Yeah, yeah, the 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 guy character is like bored. Wearing t- like frumpy t-shirts and sweatpants all the time, just like Adam Sandler not trying, and then the Jill character is Adam Sandler trying too hard, and then so Al Pacino the is in it playing himself, and he's sublime. 
It's good. Yeah, he yeah he's awesome. So it's actually. worth it to watch a YouTube clip of Al Pacino in the movie. Jack and Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just YouTube Al Pacino best scenes in Jack and Joe, and, and then get the compilation. Yeah, and then YouTube that one scene of Al Pacino from Heat where he's just like, she's got a big ass. <laughs> you know that part? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Look it up. <laughs> You're just like, wow, he's chewing the scenery so hard, but somehow it works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Tim. Uh, no, I was I was just thinking about like that, and then like uh, Austin Powers and like all of those Eddie Murphy movies where he plays multiple characters, and oh, that's yeah. like some well, sort I, of. I feel like Eddie Murphy is one of the progenitors. She, yeah, he he really oh, started that yeah, early. Absolutely. That's just a, a trend I noticed in <laughs> SNL alum movies is they play all of the characters. Oh yeah. I never even thought about that. A bunch of showboaters guys riding the spotlight for so long. They're writing. They're writing all their characters for themselves, because they're like, I can see myself playing this. Yeah, I know how to play this character. Yeah. Oh, I can see myself playing this one too. (gasps) In this one. (laughs) So is it actually? That this is a really good question. Then is it? Is it? Like people showing great skill by, by playing multiple characters in their film, or is it just them? not allowing other people to play a character that they think that they can't pull off because they wrote it. Yeah, well, when I was writing Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler, uh, <laughs> the character Jill was written for me, and then he, he cut me out. Yeah. I didn't see a dime from that film. Tim throws a wrench into the Twitter No one saw a dime from that film. <laughs> <laughs> but did you write all of Al Pacino's dialogue? Because it was great. Uh, no, that was that Al Pacino improvised the whole piece. He oh. was wonderful. Yeah, he's beautiful. Great, sense, great to work with. Yeah, <laughs> Al Pacino. And I, wow. Uh, no, but I feel like it's. I feel like it's because SNL. Like all you do is play a bunch of characters, so that's all you know how to do. Yeah. Uh, so that's what your movies are. But and you also learn to write though too. Like a, yeah. a big part of yeah. it is learning to write the comedy. So if you're always writing comedy that's just for yourself, is that why the movies get made? Like Eddie Murphy with, like even before. Uh, uh, what was the film where he's, his entire family? The Nutty Professor. Yeah, Nutty yeah, Professor. Yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. always like, the meet clumps, the clumps. Yeah. The clumps. Yeah. Uh, so, like, did he just do that? Did he get paid per role too? I don't know. Like, was he like? Did yeah. He get paid like eight actors sag? combined? Would <laughs> what's get the paid? SAG uh, regulation? That might on that. that might be a thing. I bet he could. He probably could have. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. I remember seeing the first Nutty Professor movie and seeing all of those characters played by Eddie Murphy and just being like, oh my God, this is like amazing. It's genius. <laughs> how does this happen? You had For- no idea how played out it would be in like four years. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I didn't. But I remember sitting in the theater alone. I saw that movie by myself as a child. Yeah. And was just like, this movie. You went amazing. to that movie by yourself as a child? Uh, yeah, because we, we lived, I grew up in Fort Mac. And so we came down to Edmonton. And then we were at West Edmonton Mall for whatever reason, and then uh, shopping, probably. And then uh, everybody wanted to go to a movie, so I didn't want to go to wherever everybody else wanted to. So, Man, I, I went and saw Nutty Professor. as a kid. Yeah, I was just like, I don't want to go to that movie. Can I go to this one? And they're like, yeah. Nutty Professor's PG, so it's fine. Um, Nothing's going to happen to a kid in a dark room. Watching a PG movie. Watching a PG movie, yeah. I got curious and I googled Eddie Murphy's salary for the Nutty Professor. <laughs> yeah, thank 16 you. Sixteen million dollars. Oh, good money. Well, it's good money, but it's not top but, money. I but when think. you think about when that came out, no, no, even adjusted for inflation, 
Go on. Uh, adjust for inflation. Carry, well, carry the one, Chuck. Yeah, it's 18. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> adjusting is 19.3 million. Jim Carrey got Jim. paid $20 million for The Cable Guy probably a year prior to that. Cable yeah. Guy is a really fun, good movie. Cable Guy, yeah, is, Cable guy is a great Cable Guy amazing. is phenomenal. That yeah. movie is absolutely incredible. And we're going to talk about uh, someone playing multiple characters. We'll go back to Eddie Murphy uh, when he plays both in Bowfinger. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bowfinger, Bowfinger with yeah. Steve Martin. That was a great film. Tim, you've seen it, obviously. No, I, I have not really? seen Bowfinger. You should watch that one. It's fantastic. It's I, actually it's really, good, yeah. it's a it, great movie. I doubt it. No. <laughs> when was it Tim, made? you're wrong. 1999. I tried watching Steve yeah. Martin kind of coming back into, like, the oddball guy. Like, he plays an eccentric he, as opposed to... he'd been the straight man to, yeah, for, like, a decade, man. right? Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Uh, so, I guess, back to, back to sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are both improvisers. That's correct. <clears throat> now you, we can tell <clears throat> you, Mike. Yes. You just uh, wrote some sketch comedy. We did. Yes, I did. Now, did you enjoy that? It was great. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that process? Uh, the process of writing sketch comedy. Yeah. How was it for you? How did you find it? What did you do? How did you go about it? Well, the, the show that you're talking about, we did a show recently as part of Edmonton's Rapid Fire Theater's Bonfire Festival. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we were asked to do was to put together a sketch comedy showcase because we did it last year and it went well. And this year they were like, let's do it again. It'll be a great opener for the Kevin McDonald show because he was in town. Right. Hence him being on your show. Yes. And um, so, yeah, we basically just had like two weeks to put together a bunch of stuff while everybody also had, you know, final exams to do for school and also rehearsals for four potential improv shows and stuff so not a lot of time mm-hmm. not a lot of time so i don't know just did the classic pitch everybody pitched stuff then we did a table read after everybody wrote the things cut the stuff that wasn't they didn't land at the table and then uh just rehearsed the stuff afterwards so that's like the process <coughs> so that we professional that's great no, yeah we that... wanted to just like streamline it and make it professional instead of just being like let's maybe do this thing and then so just the ta- fired on stage the table yeah. read uh, when you got you're sitting around like I, I I'm picturing Thirty Rock when I, when you say table table mm-hmm. read so you guys are all sitting around the table you're reading your 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 sketches out loud like yeah. by yourself or oh no every, you, you're just like you're, <laughs> playing, you're playing this play character you're playing this character you play this you read the stage directions and then just read the thing and then hopefully other people know start what you're to pick up down. on on yeah. the, the funny parts fun yeah That's it's fun. it's kind of tough because if fun. if you write a really funny thing but then someone just doesn't get it. Yeah. Then they might actually just like kind of kill it at the table kind of thing. That's when uh, you have to play all the parts. That's when you have to <laughs> yeah, play all the parts. Exactly. Yeah. That's why that's why those movies are genius cuz it's the only way to convey the comedy is for Eddie Murphy to play the whole clump family. Uh you, Mike, you Mike, you Mike. Was this your first actual like time sketch writing sketch comedy? Was this the first time you've ever done it? Oh, no. I actually did a sketch comedy show in high school. We were a group called the Damn Dirty Apes. We performed at Fort McMurray's Interplay Festival, which is their fringe festival. Right. And uh, it went pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. We were called Damn Dirty Apes because the Planet of the Apes re- remake movie came out that year. The, the Tim Timber- Burton oh, right. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were trying to capitalize on that. So we just like ripped, <laughs> ripped off their posters and stuff. And we had some Charlton Heston sketches too, just to complete Tied the package. Yeah. yeah. Mike cool. also uh, wrote and directed a sketch that was featured on, I believe, Maxim Magazine's website. Oh, yeah, that's right. I had a yeah? quasi-viral sketch. Well, I would say quasi. What was it? Uh, we 
Me and a good friend of mine, Arlen, okay, Kano Packy, mm-hmm. he and he was like, let's try and like see if we can crack the viral formula. So he came up with an idea for a sketch <laughs> called Sex Tape Fail. Okay, <laughs> all right, uh, which is exactly just like taking sex tape fail, put those together as like subject words. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim is trying to eat a chip quietly by by <laughs> sucking on it until it's soft. Yeah, he's like a cat. I didn't want to steal Mike's thunder while he talked about his quasi-viral sketch. Anyway, the sketch went quasi-viral in that it got picked up on BuzzFeed and some other websites, The Daily What and Maxim and some other things. That's awesome. But it only lasted for a week. We were... Trying, it was, luckily it was over the Christmas break, so we had I had nothing but free time to just try and capitalize on it and just see how out there we could get yeah. this thing. But did you make some dollars? No, because it was called Sex Tape Fail, and there were some very filthy jokes in it. Mm. YouTube made it eighteen plus, and so that oh. makes it oh. so that we're not so is it, qualified for money. Is it still on the uh, the old internet? Yeah, yeah. So can we link to it? Would you? Would you? You could. I could send you the link. link. If you typed in, if the if they went on YouTube and searched "sex tape fail," it would be very difficult to find. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Because yeah. that <laughs> ours is not even like the most viewed of that name. Yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Not. I'm sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. If you send us the link, we'll definitely link to it in the yeah. show notes and everything. So, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you. So you're famous. You. You. No. <laughs> a lot you of people guys thought are throwing it was, a lot of wrenches. In a lot of people <laughs> thought it was real too, which is really funny because it says written and directed by Mike and Arlen on there. Oh. People are just like, this is fucking fake. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it clearly is indicated that it's. It so is this fake. is bullshit. <laughs> Everything's <Yeah>. acted out. <laughs> you can tell. But every once in a while, I get an email to our email account. This is like someone commented on your video and it just says lol and it's like I'm glad I got that email. That's, great. <laughs> that's wow. like a yeah, that's YouTube nice. notification. A little pick me up, bringing yeah. laughter to strangers. Yeah, yeah. The best the best YouTube video I put on was uh, the drunk dad advice mm-hmm. uh, video uh, for kids in the hall. I was I was really into kids in the hall. For, well, I've always been into kids in the hall, but I I took that snippet out, post it, and after editing the name down to just something generic like drunk dad advice finally mm-hmm. didn't uh get banned for copyright protection and it's got like two million views really yeah and and people will be like hey have you seen this one this is a great sketch i'm like yeah i posted that yeah that's great yeah but you don't that's... get them you don't make money from that no he's not allowed no but they asked me if i wanted to like your <laughs> video is getting so many hits do you want and you know you know what i, I should i probably should have said yeah just see what happened yeah i have a video on there that i made when i was like probably 15 on YouTube and it's it's called Vanilla Sky Ending Twist. Ooh. And it's just the last scene of Vanilla Sky when he jumps off the building. And then it as he's falling and it's super dramatic and emotional and the music's there. It cuts to um uh Eric Idle and John Cleese sitting in an office building and like a dummy falls past the window oh, right. and they're like, Did you see something? And it got like sixty five thousand views or something and they asked me if I wanted to put ads on it, but I can't because I don't own the material. Yet. And, yeah, and uh, I went to watch it recently because I hadn't seen it in years, and there's a bunch of ads on it now, and I'm not getting any money. Yeah, see, that, yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that's, that's going part, to the right? people that made the material. Yeah, I hope so. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's how it works when they're like copyright. Hey, you ripped this they, thing yeah, off. But I never got a notice that a copyright infringement though, which they usually do. So both do. Vanilla I, Sky and Monty Python are getting a check. Yeah, I hope so. I, I cool. hope so. 
I hope so too. Wait, Monty's <laughs> python is getting money? <laughs> I thought that python died. <laughs> <laughs> After he ate John Cleese. Too soon? And died. <laughs> Watch John Cleese dies. I, uh, oh, God. <laughs> Michael, I had a similar situation. Uh, I, I also made a YouTube video. Um, where I spliced together, uh, it, yeah, I didn't splice it. it was, yeah, it's like clips from American History oh, X yeah. this sent, sent to a, a set to the Fresh Prince theme song. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the guys that are up to no good are like Edward Norton and his and his Nazi buddies, and they're making trouble in the neighborhood. They like smash up that Korean grocer. All super funny. Stomp a guy. Yeah, hey, yeah. Remember the yeah. And that's when the mom says, you're moving with your auntie, uncle, and Bel Air. Uh, anyway, yeah, there's ads on that. Uh, I'm not seeing any of that money from those sweet 227 views that video got. Yeah. I should have said, yes, give me the money. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Until, they, until short, they said no. A little while later, away. kids in the hall posted a thing saying, like, hey, oh, we're really happy you. about... Everyone posting our videos on YouTube. Thanks so much. Like they didn't care about copyright things. No. They're just they, they wanted, wanted their it. material out there. They yeah, because then exposing it to new fans. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and so, that that sketch with drunk dad advice is just it's one of the ba- best. Back to your sketch writing. Yes. Uh, did, All right. Yeah. Sketch. <laughs> sketch writing. Right. Did you? We, we've been digressing. Yeah. This quite is a, bit. a digressive conversation. So, or you've written a lot of sketch comedy and you do a lot of improv. Mm-hmm. Which one do you like better? Uh, I don't know. I think I think I like sketch comedy better because you have more control over it. Yeah. Whereas a little more of a filter. You can, uh, yeah, you can kind of control the joke. Uh, I like improv because you can just like find it, and you're like, oh, I would never would have come up with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sitting and thinking with a pen, pen and a paper, but. Working with a couple of people and just like making stuff up in front of an audience, you can kind of come up with things. Sounds like I like improv better, but the immediate reaction. Yeah, also also, because like everyone's probably like anyone who's listening is on the same pace as you. Like they're watching the rhythm of what's happening, and then so their brain's probably going the same way you are, and it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think I like the just the control of sketch comedy a little bit better. Like I like all the things that improv can bring, and improv can actually really make sketch comedy great if you create right through that. Mm -hmm. But I do think. I just like just watching a really well created s- sketch is just a little bit more impressive, maybe just because like this person thought this was funny, crafted it until it was. Yeah. Whereas if you improv is like you improv is like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. But they just made it up. You know, that's the same as a couple of people sitting around a table. Of course, that's not true because you have to work in story and all that stuff. But right. Like, yeah. What were you going to say? A couple people sitting around a table in front of just, microphones. Yeah, in front of microphones, just like riffing. and You can make up a great joke as a group, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like it's it's gone forever <laughs> <laughs> because it's out there, you know? Yeah. I don't I don't know if I made any sense there. No, that yeah, you know, it totally makes sense. What about you, Tim? <clears throat> Tim, you, you are a ephemeral. You are an improviser primarily. Yeah. Mm, yes. Have you ever written any sketch comedy? Yeah, I, I performed at the Vancouver Sketch Comedy Festival. Two years in a row. Well, there you go. Sketch crew. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why the hell did we have you hey, on the Mike. show? Mike, I see where you have Yeah, him that's where I got him on. <laughs> so, Tim, tell yeah. us a little bit about that process. Uh, it's heavily improvisational. We come up with like a funny bit, mm-hmm. just like a, a loose idea, and then we just just like improvise it over and over. We take the funny bits that come up and we hold on to those and we remember them. We don't have any scripts. Uh, it's all it's all in our in our brains. Ah, that's not true. There's one script, but that was from yeah, just like sitting sitting around a couch and just like 
just uh, just improvising. So you really sorry. You, I'm, get, I'm getting the phone call here. Who is it? Do they want to be on the show? Yeah, totally. It <laughs> yeah. actually, it this might be great. It might be Joey. Oh, really? Oh, it's Todd. Oh, Todd. Hi, Todd. Todd. We've had Todd. Todd we've had Todd on. on the show. Hey, Todd. <laughs> do you have speakerphone? Do you have speakerphone? Hey, Todd. Todd, you're on the Borcelli Brothers podcast. What? Okay, this is this has got to stop. Uh, <laughs> Todd is so confused. He's, he has no idea what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, our, our, he's just gonna call back again, right? He's like, <laughs> oh, we got disconnected. That was weird. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Oh uh, yeah, our process is like it's almost all improvisational. Oh, that's there he is. Oh, he's, he stopped. Um, yeah. Go on. That, that, that's it. We, okay. we, we come up with a funny premise and so we improvise around it. The, the improv really feeds the entire process for you. Yes, guys. absolutely. Is improvado a word? Improvado? Is yeah. that like a uh, portmanteau like of improv and bravado? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, he's got a lot of improvado. <laughs> there yeah, he goes. Todd really the wants to talk to you. Oh, okay. I'm going to turn it off. So improvado is not a word, but now it is. <laughs> yeah, you coined it. If you, you coined might, it. If you guys might use that in the biz. Hell of a lot of improvado. He's got a lot of improvado. I mean, we could use it in the biz. So, <laughs> could Are you, you giving us permission? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. a little bit of your show your money first. has to come back to us, though. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can make like a YouTube style partner yeah. agreement. Sure. Yeah, great. If it comes back to me though, and and everyone's like, you know, improvado, and I'm like, that's my word. They're like, no, it's not. I'm gonna be really pissed off. <laughs> as you Under- should. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I invented improvado. You did, right? We were on right here. Everyone this saw. This is documented. Like, this, this is, is documented. Like, yeah. I will throw this. Say say the year and the date and <clears> give <throat> proof. Oh, uh, it's April 20th, April 19th? It's 420. Oh, yeah. April 20th, oh, yeah, 420. 420. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here, Edmonton, Alberta, Borcelli Brothers Studio. Sean Borcelli has just invented the term improvado. Abe Vigoda has died. John Cleese has not died. And we all know John Cleese dies on April 21st, 2016. Because we <laughs> we made it so. Oh, God. I'm oh, sorry. I really I hope, hope I don't that read that tomorrow. Swallowed whole by <laughs> yeah. a snake. Okay. Uh, so, Tim. Yeah. Would you say that you prefer straight-up classic pure improvisation, or do you like when you can improvise and have some time to craft it and put it out there? I prefer sketch to improv. You do? Yeah. Um, there, it's more it's more precious and, and beautiful and worked on. It belongs to, something, to somebody more. Improv is like you're a fish mom, you have 200 kids. Like, <laughs> sketch, sketch is like you're a human mom and you have one kid. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's a good. Uh, that's good. <laughs> I like that. I also started a sketch group called Fish Mom. <laughs> yeah. Just 200 Fish, sketches. Fish Mom every and show. 200 kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, I want to. This is maybe not the time or the place, but I, I've got one of my insane theories. Like, you know, the one we were talking about, stand up or something. Uh, with improv and why people laugh so much. Yeah, yeah. And why they think it's so funny. It's because the audience is an active part of the creation process. Mm-hmm. So more than you actually being like gut gut laughing at something you're laughing to be like it's like saying aha good continue continue yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, because improvisers are making choice based off of audience reaction yeah kinda, so like yeah. the uh there's like a gut like visceral laugh to it but there's also i think uh on some level a conscious laugh where you're just trying to encourage the performers to to dance yeah the go dance there go there. there they're yeah. really that's where we like that you performance going. because yeah. they, they've got something riding on it too I, uh, yeah i'm not even saying that they're more invested <laughs> i'm just saying they're laughing more because that's how they influence <laughs> the show yeah okay that's all they can do so that's their that's their only means of choice 
Unless like you do the bird. like, uh, the, otherwise all they have is the shadow. Like, okay, yeah. we need a sport. We need a sport. Right. But uh, someone name a sport, and someone's like, uh, shuffleboard. And you're like, okay. Where yeah, but, uh, whereas like in sketch, like you get no laughs because everyone knows that it's a done deal. Like if right. you see five minutes, if you see two, like one minute of a sketch you don't like, then odds are they're not going to win you over. Whereas with improv, you're 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 trying to push them because you know that maybe you can like steer them yeah, in the yeah. direction that totally. you as a member want to see. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like true. when I watch like a sketch comedy show, like I know I've been to your guys' rapid fire shows and I laugh heartily. Like I laugh really out loud. What's your job? <clears throat> as the audience member, yours is your job. Tim, yeah. Tim, yeah. Tim made it, made it a, a it, fact. Exactly. And, uh, so when I watch like a sketch comedy at home, when I just watch TV, I pretty much I don't even laugh out loud. I just sit there and I go, <laughs> yeah. Even when I'm like I love it, like when I'm laughing really hard, it's very internal. Uh, I'm not. That's not me. You laugh really out, oh, out loud. Oh, I'm an out loud laugher yeah. by myself. I'm just like, oh, oh fuck, oh my god, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. And then I'm immediately as I'm still watching it or rewatching it, I'm sending it to everybody. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you got a Mike. Like, you yeah, I, get, I get a lot yeah. of stuff from you, but now I have a mental image of what you're doing when yeah. you send it. When I send you stuff, I am still laughing at it. Yeah. I got two screens open, I'm laughing at what I'm seeing, and I'm like, I can't wait for your reaction. <laughs> okay, so the main, the main, the main, uh, um, I guess, thesis of what we've talked talked about in this par- portion here is that improv really drives your guys' sketch comedy writing. Uh, that was for or me, for, for you, for sure. You you seem to say that you do. I kind of like to just sit down and write it. You like I've, it, right? I've done things where we just improvise and we come up with a thing. Yeah. And sometimes that's great. And sometimes it's just like we have to do a show. We don't have a fully formed sketch or something like that. We did this just this last Wednesday. We didn't have all of our sketches written. So we're just like, all right, this is the seed of this idea. Let's just see how it goes. The stakes were pretty low. Yeah. But it went well. So our improv skills shone through because we're all improvisers in the group. So right. that, that worked out for us, but it could have also bombed hard because yeah, they didn't know we were improvising. And so they could have just like not laughed and voted with their laughs and stuff. Mm. And we would have been like, okay, okay, fair, fair. Do you guys find do you, when you, when you were writing, uh, do you find that you're writing for yourself or you're, if you're writing for, can you write for other people? Uh, I find you have to write for other people that you're performing with mm-hmm. not necessarily the audience but i think that all the ideas that i have are for me but then once i bring them to the table and have them written down and i see how the other people in the group like them or don't like them then you kind of have to alter it to make everybody kind of happy i feel like right yeah unless you're one of those like weird sketch dictator people in a group which i don't Ugh. think really exists <laughs> i don't think anybody's really acts that way it's like this is this the, the joke i heard charlie chaplin was like that yeah, I guess so. He was pretty great at it. The great stick sketch dictator. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I feel like if you're you ready for the people... You set him up, I knock him down, right, Sean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> brothers. Cool. Two brothers. <laughs> Two brothers, one joke. <laughs> uh, how's everybody enjoying their beverages? Great. <clears throat> loving them. L- what is the beverage you're loving? Steam whistle. Steam whistle. You have to descramble that. <laughs> it's a German word. Yeah. No, steam whistle is great. Yeah, it's got like a crispy, crispy, fresh taste to it. Oh, oh wow. thank you. Wow. It does. Nick's really. Nick, uh, Nick is on Nick's it. really on it tonight. The yeah. audience can't see this, but we are getting legit bottle service here. Yep. I think this is what bottle service is. Is that right? Yeah. No. No, I don't know what I would assume that's <laughs> bottle what bottle service is. Bottle service is when there's like a 40 of Grey Goose at your table at uh, 69. Yeah. Uh, 
Sweet 69 doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, okay, I <laughs> not, not enough bottles of Grey Goose. Tim yeah, is currently sold. double fisting. Yeah, I've been two whistle. fisting for a while now. Yeah. It's a beer so good you can two fist it. <laughs> Steam whistle. <laughs> Steam whistle beer. Toot, toot. Uh, cool. Does anybody have to pee or anything? No. I'm all right. I'm good. Nick, has to Nick, has to Nick pee. you can okay. go. Are we gonna take a, a We're fun gonna take break a pee, and pee break. shake hands and like yeah yeah let's take a, let's take a break. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, Sean! What are you drinking? Oh, hey, uh, hey Mike. Uh, I didn't see you there. Uh, actually, I was drinking a, a cool, refreshing Steam Whistle beer. Uh, it's brewed in Toronto. It's Canadian. It's really delicious. Oh, wow. That sounds awesome. Can I have one? Well, that that was actually my last one. Oh. Yeah. Steam Whistle beer! Like well, me, I'm not going to go in doing improv because I'm just not good at improv. I, I would say that one can learn how to be a good improviser and it's harder for one to learn how to be a good writer. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. I, but maybe that's crazy. Also, but is that like, are you saying one's got a formula that someone can be like, well, as long as you say poop, pee, or... For improv? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. The formula is uh, yes and... It, that is what it is. That's the yeah. Formula. People joke about that a lot, but it's true. If you're if you're positive and you if you're like just like relentlessly enthusiastic and you uh, listen to what's happening, it's like it's 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 that fucking easy. Yeah, yeah. That's, but there's just, I mean also like, it we're gonna actually. get a lot of hate mail I think from some improv groups around the world who are like our job is harder than yes and <laughs> yeah. Well, they're wrong. So yeah, <laughs> they're from North Korea though. They have to be very careful about what they spurt out. I always forget that your biggest listenership is in North Korea. Yeah. How you pulled that one off. Uh, we sent them a tape. <laughs> Flew it in by carrier bird. To be honest, <laughs> dear Mr. John. We don't Oon. say anything <laughs> that doesn't go with like their ideals. Yeah. Mm. Once things are edited down, like it's uh <laughs> it's, it's pretty consumable. We, for, I mean uh, honestly I, I've 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 led you guys very uh subliminally into saying a lot of things I can really edit down to korean propaganda right right having <laughs> never listened to your podcast that could totally be true yeah, I, absolutely. I don't know yeah so if we were just talking about the weather say there's a lot of hail you know and then uh other things like we were talking about the, the. great uh, dictator movie from earlier you know or <laughs> yeah or you could call him a leader that character yeah. so if you wanted to edit any of that down whatever uh, I just said. yesterday uh C- cedar was feeling ill and, oh yeah, and then uh, you edit that down to uh, Kim Jong Il. Where did Kim Jong <laughs> <die? laughs> uh, Sure. <laughs> wait, wait, who, wait. Was that a palindrome? Who's still alive? <laughs> Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Il died. Kim Jong Un is the leader. Il died Il. of a what? Illness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, improv. Oh. <laughs> I fed you. You. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you I get how this works. You're yeah. right. It is easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You've, you yes-ended yourself. 
So yes, and is like when someone's like going somewhere and you're like yes, and yeah. So it's like no, oh. no, no. You 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 inflected that horror horribly. <laughs> yes, yes, and or yes, and no. It's more like yes, and. So oh, so but Mike, are you Mike, supposed to continue? Mike and I will do a quick improv for well, you. Yeah, let's do this. Let's but do I never thought about it that way. Whereas you're just like yes, and is a question. Just like hey, I'm going to the zoo. Yes, and <laughs> like you're maybe well, trying to force really, them to you really do more put that on. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like you've left me with nothing to work with. You guys yes, have never just tortured continue. someone who maybe pissed you off on <laughs> stage. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you add a question oh, yeah. mark, it is actually the the worst improv technique. But if you if you add. Okay, let's full see. sentence after let's, that. Let's some see. Let's see guys, what do you guys Go need from it. us? Uh, what, what is the suggestion of a location? Uh, Non-geographical. Something they could fit in this garage. <laughs> is it a garage? Uh, it's, a a garage. 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 Okay, it's a garage. Garage. Car hole. So, uh, <laughs> so it's a garage. Okay. Hey, Tim, uh, your car is ready to go. I've been spending the last few hours fixing it. Yes, and I'm so happy that you were able to fix it for me. You understand, my wife is very ill. End scene. <laughs> what? See? No. Yes, Because I established well, where we were, the NC- kind of what our relationship thing? was, and then also kind of what the scene is about, which is yeah. about me fixing his car. And then he took all of the information I gave him and then added kind of the stakes as to what, why <laughs> it was important. This it wasn't is, a very good scene, but it, <laughs> it conveyed what we were trying to get a point get across. I think. I think. I think you guys have really sold yourself. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, you guys. I see why you sell out. <laughs> that was rapid fire. Thank doing. you. We're doing great. <laughs> yeah. I know you guys are doing great. I, be, I go to your shows. It's so good. I hear you laughing. I, thank you. We, well, we were front row. Yeah. Yeah. We were it's easier to hear row. when you're at the front row. Yeah. I always try to stay up front. I think I laugh louder than you. You do. You're loud in general. You're like the loudest guy I know, other than oh. Tim. Tim's, Tim's pretty, pretty loud. loud. I think what? I like Tim. <laughs> <laughs> this was I feel good. good about it. I feel this good was about it. this was fun. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Tim. Yeah. Mike. Yes. Really good time. Yeah. It was fun. Thanks oh, for com- a, thanks for coming blast. on the show. Thanks for having us over. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us over. Hey, do you, uh, would you guys be interested in coming on again? Yes. After your experience here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Wait, can we plug that uh, sketch comedy show? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we should. Okay. Uh, let's let's plug it. Plug it right now. You just okay. do a plug. Okay. My plug is this. So on Wednesday nights in Edmonton, not every Wednesday, but odd Wednesdays. That being the second Wednesday, which I guess is technically an even Wednesday. There's a show called Odd Wednesdays, and it is a sketch comedy show where all the sketch groups in town perform sketch, which is there's not really a venue or an outlet for really in this city. We don't have an Upright Citizens Brigade or anything. So, So, yeah. Uh, Where do they perform? It is... At this place called the Sewing Machine Factory, which oh, is... Oh, yeah. Do you know where that is? Mil- Mill Creek Cafe. Yeah, it's like right under Mill Creek Cafe. Right. So you go to Mill Creek Cafe, go around the back, and there is a door, an unmarked door on the back of the bike shop. And you go downstairs, and you're going into a weird, creepy basement. But then you get down there, and there's a sweet venue down there. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It Great. is really awesome. So. And anybody can sign up and kind of talk to them and be like, hey, we got some something we want to work out with Sketch. And I don't run the show, so I don't know that. Yeah, but yeah. you can, I think, try and contact Robin Slack from Success 5000. Right. He will probably hook you up if you've got a Sketch thing. 
because it's every two weeks. So, hmm. Sean, maybe we put something together. Yeah. Or Jelly Brothers catch. Yeah. You could, yeah. Be a little true. We have ideas all the time, we guys. We always have ideas. Like, honestly, we all dream to be both improv and sketch comedians. And then we realize that the only way we could do that is by starting a podcast. Yeah. Honestly, having a website and a, and a platform to showcase anything we want to do. Because we're much too lazy to do the, you know, actual true blue routes like you guys did. Mm-hmm. You know, working <laughs> for it. Like uh, mm, train professionals, yeah, training. You know? and you doing know. It. We just wanted to like start a podcast. And, we just and think just that we it. can do exactly what you do without <laughs> actually uh, working for it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you can. It, it, <laughs> With the internet, have you watched vlogs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess See they put a lot of work into that at some point. Cool. Well, this nice is, to have you on. This guys. has been oh, awesome. Thank you very I much. hope you come back. I would love to have. There's so many. We came up with a few different episode ideas on this show, so that's great. <laughs> it means we have to re-listen to our podcast to find out what the ideas were. Did you write them down? No, it doesn't matter. I edit the whole thing. I have to listen yeah, to this I, five times. I don't. Are you, t- are you still recording? So yeah, for an hour. Oh, you took and you, put, you took your computer apart. I assumed that we stopped. No, nah, it's not on the record on the computer. We're very analog. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Interview's over. It was a really good one. Liked it. Those, Those guys, guys are great. They're so funny. Loved them. They're great guys. Mike let's, and Tim. Let's have them back on. For sure. Absolutely. All right. Especially next- Mike. <laughs> Uh-oh. Picking favorites. And Tim, though, too. Like, more I'd so l- even. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Time for the next part of our episode, the the finish, the uh, the uh, uh, coup, coup de gras, the headline air. Yeah, our, the the thing that we got really really excited about, uh, the true celebrity of this podcast. Yeah, Kevin McDonald. Kevin McDonald. We got to talk to him of Kids in the Hall, and he really opened up and talked about a lot. And we really talked about the mm-hmm. uh, we talked about brain candy, and we mm-hmm. talked a little bit about more about sketch comedy. We also read uh, Interviewing Celebrities for Dummies. We did. Which said that celebrities aren't as fun in an interview as you they seem to be on movies and TV. It was not true. Not true no, at all. We will not use that book again because we came into it thinking like, ugh, okay, yep. super nervous. But he was so easy to talk to. Absolutely easy Kevin to talk to. Kevin was awesome. Really good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eliminated my celebrity fear. We were both really like, nervous oh, going into so, it. So, like, because, I, I mean, anxiety I attack, I, nervous. I don't talk We to, didn't eat. Yeah, I don't talk to famous people very often. So, a little bit of a forewarning on this one. Uh, the phone connection is a little bit, uh, it, it's not great. So, the audio quality is not amazing. But you can understand them. Pretty good for our studio, though. Oh, I think our setup was supoib. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I blame I, his bathroom that he was uh, <laughs> calling us from. Yeah. Uh, so sit back and enjoy our interview with Kevin McDonald. Enjoy. So <coughs> we we uh, we're really excited to have you on. We both of us are huge Kids in the Hall fans. Totally. Um, I would have to say I I grew up on Kids in the Hall, and I think it's it's definitely affected my sense of humor. To this day, I'm so sorry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Some people might disagree, <laughs> like my, my wife, but uh, yeah, exactly. Like well, growing up, 
I was definitely um, affected by Monty Python, uh, you know, the first time in our lives and SCTV as a kid. And it made me feel like I was a better, happier person, but uh, my, my parents not so much. Yeah, uh, Monty Python, that's another one that uh, yeah. I actually, I held off too long. I, I just finished uh, watching the complete Monty Python a month uh, ago or and so. And I hope you know they're, 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 I hope you know they're the best sketch trip ever. Just because you know, like it's hard because you saw them after the other things you've seen in your life. I saw them first, so it's easier. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but you've got to you've got to see it in the time machine. Know that they did it first. Yeah, yeah. before Saturday Night Live, before SCTV, before Kids in the Home, you know, before anything, before Mister Show. Uh, you you got to go in the time machine and realize they did it first, and realize how great they are. Uh, totally. Yeah. I out of context, out of time. But it was still yes. brilliant, brilliant to me. I always say, who who are the Beatles of the Beatles or the Beatles of music? Yeah. Who are the Beatles of sketch comedy? Uh, Money Python. Oh, for the kids in the hall were just the Duran Duran of comedy. <laughs> the Duran Duran. So, <laughs> and so, then I go to uh, stand up comedy. Who was the Beatles of stand up comedy? I'll, I'll answer my own question. Richard Pryor was the uh, the Beatles of stand up comedy. Yeah, sort of yeah, totally. the I thought of that question. That, that's who's the Duran Duran of stand up comedy. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bobcat Goldwaite. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. That's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Uh, he's good. Hit singles, Duran Duran. If you catch songs, maybe I wouldn't buy the albums, but uh... yeah, <laughs> definitely be on a on a mix in your car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, on that topic, uh, what about uh, comedy in general today? Like. Is who who do you like these days with uh, sketch comedy? Who's your Either... favorite troupe right now? <laughs> it's funny. Um, like um, I always think this uh, in the nineties when we had our TV show, I didn't like any other sketch comedy other than us, <laughs> and uh, and now I like all sketch comedy. And I wonder if it's because I was like young and jealous of everyone and a big ego back then, <laughs> or is it because um, sketch comedy is getting better? Uh, and then I think maybe I think maybe it's because sketch comedy has gotten better. And then I go back to the Big Eagle because maybe sketch comedy. I'm going to whisper this so nobody can hear because I can't believe I'm saying this. But maybe sketch comedy got uh, helped to get better a little bit by uh, maybe one of the troops to help them get better. It was the kids in the hall. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's I, totally true. I think that's exactly true. Yeah. Like, a part of it, the, 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 the Mr. Shoner. But I like uh, like starting ten years ago. I started loving everything. Uh, Chappelle's show was one of the greatest sketch shows uh, ever. Oh, so I'm going so back yeah. ten years. Yeah. Tim and Eric, brilliant. Tim and Eric, um, yeah. Human Giant, brilliant. I, I'll be forgetting some because I always forget. I love the whitest kids you know. I've become friends with them. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. You become very, another sketch trip with the name kids. You got to be friends with them. Brilliant. Um, uh, and now Amy Schumer, <laughs> she's brilliant, and some of her sketches are brilliant. Uh, but I think the Key and Peel is sort of a perfect sketch uh-huh. show. Technically, you everything about that show, <laughs> like is uh, everything about it, all their sketches is perfect. They have a great idea. They execute the idea. I'll shut up in a second. I swear to God, uh, they'll execute the idea. There's great characters, great performances. There's always a great premise, and to me, which is always like impossible, they always have a great ending. Uh, I'll shut up now. Oh no, the, uh, you you touched on something that. Uh... Sean, it's very, he, yeah. pretty dear to me. I, I'm a huge fan of Key and Peele. Sean never shuts up about Key and Peele. Oh, oh, oh! We I lost think, him. We think we lost him. <laughs> We're gonna have to try and we'll have to try and get him back. <laughs> we'll let him. We'll let yeah. him do it. He might have run out of batteries. We'll put an elevator uh, <laughs> sound in here. 
Hi. We lost you. <laughs> yeah, it's my phone's fault. And another thing about Key and Peele. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Key and Peele, uh, dear to my heart. I, I, I'm actually I'm happy that they did their show and ended it on a on a good note. It was five know, seasons they so did. Cool. Yeah. And as I was saying, when I thought you guys were on the line, their movie, the commercial for the movie looks really good. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, Keanu. Keanu, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks amazing. It looks like some... Oh, and this is what I was saying. This is, this is interesting. Of course, I would think that. Um, uh, that it looks like an extended version of one of their sketches, which to me yeah. is a compliment. Yeah. Um, you know, people are like, oh, it's just like one of their extended sketches. I would, uh, just like the uh, Steve Martin movie, The Jerk, if you do uh, like a long sketch that works all the way that has a story and it's funny all the way, yeah. that's the kind of comedy movie I want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you just keep throwing out my f- favorite stuff right now. The Jerk <laughs> is also my all-time favorite comedy. Oh, yeah. It's it's number yeah, one. It's a, <clears throat> it's a great movie. Uh, the Kitchen Hall, our favorite Steve Martin movie is... Um, it's one that was hated when it came out, but we, like, we're not trying to be cool. We honestly really loved it. Uh, the Man with Two Brains. Oh, oh, that's a classic. That's so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Good. Yeah, I think people like it. I think people realize that it's a funny movie now. We, we probably yeah. liked it because we grew up on Kids in the Hall. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah. Well, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Like, uh, I, I saw it before rehearsal one day. And then I told Dave Foley, um, uh, I saw Man with Two Brains. He goes, Oh, it doesn't look very good. I said, Oh, Dave, it's brilliant. You got to see it. And Dave mm-hmm. saw it the next day. I went with him. We saw it the next day, and he loved it. You know, what I liked about that movie, too, is uh, because Steve Martin was starting to get put into that straight man role. Like, he was, yes. he was the straight yeah. guy. So this was the straight guy who, you know, half of him walked like a lady. And yeah. like he was getting getting that uh, that performance out of him again, yeah. which I love. That was the last year before he totally transitioned to, like, sort of straight man. Uh, because he had another, like, f- uh, really funny performance movie that year, All of Me. Um, oh, which yeah. he's really he's really brilliant. It's more like a mainstream movie, but it's mm-hmm. great because he's really brilliant in it. That that is a good one too. I I, yeah. I think uh, I I kind of miss those days. I actually I saw Steve Martin uh, when he on his banjo tour. Uh, he he was here yes, at I Jubilee, did too. Yes. and he was he was so funny up on stage, just yes! so naturally funny. He was doing funny Steve Martin jokes in between songs. <laughs> yeah. I was so happy that he did <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. He's yeah. Super, he's a superhero for me. So, yeah, yeah, me. so Key and Peele, contemporary. How about uh, any any groups that are not on television right now? Like any any cities that uh, you think have a have a good good crew of uh, comedy? Yeah, uh, there are a few, and I uh, you know I should write them down because I only remember one name because <laughs> I keep in contact with them. There are way more than this one um, uh, troupe I remember, but. In New Orleans, there's a trip called uh, Stupid Time Machine that oh, I okay. think um, might, make some, might make some waves. Have you awesome. heard of them? I haven't heard of them, but I'm writing it down. Yeah. Stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid Time, time machine. machine from New Orleans. And um, uh, Camp Woods from Philadelphia. I did a Philadelphia workshop, and everybody in the class was amazing. Like, I, I, like, I didn't think Philadelphia would be bad, but it was like amazing. <laughs> and um, and there's one group, Camp Woods. They gave me advice, and they were so good. Uh, and then now I'm careful before I say stuff like this, um, but I said, um, you know, you should maybe move to either New York or Los Angeles uh, because you guys are good, and Philadelphia's great, but it's starting to move now. And they did, and they started <laughs> the first few months. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, thanks, Kevin. I'm hungry. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it was a bit like that. And now they've uh, it's been two years. They've got regular jobs, but they're performing all the time. They're like, they've got their uh, part-time jobs. 
Uh, and uh, like the kids in the hall, like us, yeah. in the early days and in the mid-80s, and um, when we were actually kids. And now they're uh, they're performing all the time, and they're like regulars at, uh, at I.O. Uh, and a few other places in the uh, UBC. So so they're not starving anymore, awesome. and they're, they're performing a lot. Perfect. Cool. That's, That's great. We're uh, keep an eye out for them. I haven't killed them yet. <laughs> Camp Woods, Super Time Machine, and a lot of others that I forget the name of. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so you were talking about Key and Peele and yeah. their and their movie, and you said it's quite an extended. Uh, it's like an extended sketch. You you guys. It looks that way in the commercial. I haven't seen it yet. But it, it yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, you guys. Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kids in the Hall had their Fourier into uh, film as well. Brain uh, candy. With brain candy. Uh, yeah. Which weird like. So we just realized that yeah. uh, as of April 12th, it's the 20th anniversary of the release of Brain Candy. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, April 12th? April 12th, uh, 1996. I'm going to tweet that as soon as I get off, but I'll tell the other kids as well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we were really... I knew it was uh, April or May. I remember, I remember spring of 96. I remember that. Yeah. So we were pretty excited to see, to see that... Uh, we get an interview with you uh, on the 20th anniversary, basically. So, <laughs> Wow, that's pretty exciting. I guess I remember when it came out, uh, I sort of just went to Los Angeles, and I remember passing the posters, and it was kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. And then the first weekend, we were in the game. We uh, finished, like, um, it wasn't in a lot of theaters, and we finished in the top 10. We were like, we just squeaked in, we were number 10. Yeah. And then, uh, oh my God, we're in the game. Uh, the, the people are watching us. And then the next week, we brought out of the top 100 everybody wanted to see the movie saw the first weekend <laughs> <laughs> i i honestly i did too i actually i i saw it in theaters it was awesome uh i also rented it right away when it came out and back back in the 90s it always took so long for things to come out on rental but i yeah. I, I had it yeah. reserved like i had it they knew me at the the movie place and they had it sitting there a copy for me when when it was ready it was awesome oh thank you very much it's very nice Nowadays, you could have seen it the week out, like the day after it opened. Yeah, yeah. You, you buy it in the theater with your ticket, like a <laughs> yeah. download. Yeah. So, so how do you, how do you feel looking back uh, on Brain Candy? It's one of my favorites. It's well, one of Mike's. <laughs> thank you. I, I have so many like things I can say about it. So many emotions. I, I guess it's, if you're a Ken Hall fan, you sort of know it's sort of known for. It was a hard movie to do to mm-hmm. write. Yeah. Um, Dave Foley and I split up, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we were like comedy boyfriend girlfriend away. Yeah, and um, and he sort of quit the truth for a second, and then there were some members of mine and Scott's families that that, that died, and um, oy, oy, oy. and we and we uh, we were in this boardroom. The people kept dying, and the people kept quitting, so we kept we called it the boardroom of death, and like <laughs> and we were and we were stuck in the ending. I remember a second, and it, the thing is, we wrote a comedy about depression, which seems yeah. anti. Which you should, um, you should. I always think that. Um, again, I always talk about the Beatles. Uh, I don't know if you uh, kids know about the Beatles, but um, <laughs> they start off with their "She loves you" and "I want to hold your hand." Yeah. Then they got better, and they did "Rubber Soul" and "Revolver." Not that "She loves you" and "Want to hold your hand" isn't great. Yeah. Um, but they got more complicated the work, and then they went to "Revolver," um, "Rubber Soul," "Revolver," and "Sergeant Pepper." And I think we made a mistake, though I, I, I really love Brain Candy, but it would have been a little bit better if that was our second or third movie. If our first movie was a gag fest, or like She Loves You, I Want to Hold Your yeah, Hand, yeah. like for Poppy, and then we worked our way to it. We tried to jump right into Revolver, I think. 
Oh yeah. Uh, with the uh, with with Brain Candy. Today, like we try to make like a real movie, just like Monty Python, where yeah. the first movie was the Holy Grail was a total guy uh, guy fest. Yeah. Total and then Life of Brian, because they were a little more experienced, had sort of a story and a real like a real theme about it, a real yeah, point of view right. about it. Yeah. And uh, they didn't they like they worked their way to it. And we should have picked a gaggier movie, which Dave always wanted to do all along. You're right, Dave. You were right, Dave. <laughs> but Dave, if I recall, Dave wasn't a part of the writing process for Brain Candy. Yeah, because he he was filming yeah. for news radio, I think. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, like, he should have got a writing credit. There was, there was, we were, like, I don't know what we were thinking. He was there for a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. So most of his contribution, he was right, was no, we shouldn't do this way. We should do that way. And because Dave and I were sort of fighting, because of me, I went to the psychiatrist after, and I realized I was jealous of Dave's success because he was in news radio. <laughs> if I had my head together, it would because how the TV show worked and how the kids and I always worked, that Dave and I always fought to make things funnier, and uh, we smart <laughs> things to make it better and a better story and about something. <laughs> and uh, and Scott, he was good in the sense that he took the side of whoever he thought was right for any particular argument. And because of that, things were balanced, and the work became kids in the hall. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was going through my thing, which I later went to the psychiatrist for, I wasn't on Dave's side anymore. So I was on Mark and Bruce's side. Um, <laughs> Scott was depressed about his brother dying. And, and so um, it was unbalanced, and the gag guys didn't win because there was only one gag guy, Dave. Yeah. And, um, and he quit kind of early in the writing process. But uh, that would have been a better movie, too. Dave contributed uh, more. Uh, I can't even guess all the great jokes and story ideas we would have had of. Well, I, I still think I'm really happy with the movie myself. Absolutely, me so, too. So, yeah, no matter I'm what you can say, you're not gonna you're not gonna deflate me on it. <laughs> no, no, it's a good movie. I really enjoy it. It just it could have been a lot better if we were all working as a team, uh, and if it was our second or third movie. Um, I, I honestly like it. I'm, I'm not ashamed of it all. <laughs> I think it's actually a good movie. I'm proud of it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I don't super like is I wish the last 10 minutes were a little stronger. But we, but we were still writing the ending when we started shooting the movie. It just right. took us so long to figure things out. Yeah. And there there was an alternate ending. Yeah. The, the, Which the, I the, haven't the, seen. The ending now is the alternate ending. The original ending didn't quite work in the previews. Oh. So it's funny because we spent all this time writing the ending and then we finished the movie, we previewed it, and the ending wasn't very good. So we we went back to the boredom of death, and we um, <laughs> rewrote the ending and shot it again. And it's sort of better. But the thing is, um, we wrote the new ending, we wrote seven scenes for it, but then Paramount said, you only have enough money for like four scenes. <laughs> so a lot of the subtlety yeah. had oh, to go. Yeah. And you sort of just cut. You sort of had a slam cut to the next thing. Yeah. And um, I understand that about writing movies. It's a, you got to earn your way to the next scene. you got to earn your way to the next idea. Yeah. And we certainly uh, go to it. And the first idea, the first ending, I'm certain being on the talking, was um, it was kind of depressing because my, um, my hero sort of loses at the end, and I, I end up in a glee coma, Chris Cooper. Yeah. Uh, the that That's right. And so uh, <laughs> we tried to make it funny, but people were just depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I think might actually just be appropriate. <laughs> for the, the subject of the movie. It might be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, story-wise, it was appropriate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lauren Michaels uh, wanting a big box office-wise, it wasn't appropriate. Yeah. But, but, but story-wise, story-wise, it made for the sense. So, so getting into the movie, were you approached to be like, hey, you guys got to get into doing film? 
or did you did was it you pushing to like kids in the hall pushing to get that movie out or well first of all when we were young kids in the hall uh like before we had a tv show when yeah. we were a stage troupe we there's only back especially back then there was only one blueprint for sketch comedy um like for rock bands there's a lot of ways you can go you can go the Zeppelin way the beatles way like the career yeah. like on the career path but back then it was only Monty Python. Mm-hmm, so we right. always thought we'd get a TV show, we would do it for four or five years like they did it, and then we would do a movie every three or four years. I mean, so we always thought we would do a movie. Um, so that was always in our brains, but it was Lauren Michaels that came to us because he had just been in Wayne's World, which mm-hmm. was a, the movie which was a big hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he had to deal with Paramount. <laughs> and Paramount was so excited to work with Lauren Michaels, I guess just imagine. I like to believe he would fly in the wall in that meeting. Yeah. But, yeah. So, Lord, what, what, what do you have for us? What's your next movie? <laughs> well, it's my uh, little comedy show from Toronto called The Kids in the Hall. They're going to do a comedy about depression. That is really because of Wayne's World and Lauren Michaels, who was so nice to us, of course, that we uh, got to do a movie at all. Uh, and, uh, and then, of course, because Brain Candy sort of bombed, our blueprints sort of ended, but we still do the same thing. We get together every three or four years, we had the tour, or we, uh, mm-hmm. we did a mini series like um, in 2010. Oh, yeah. Uh, Death Comes to Death Town. Death Comes to Town, yeah. So we, uh, we still sort of do the blueprint as much as we can. And then Lauren again is trying to get us to do another TV show, sort of like Mr. Show. Um, they did uh, six episodes for uh, Netflix just recently, which is very good, by the way. If mm-hmm. you haven't watched it, you should see it. Yes, yes. Yeah, we were really excited to see that Absolutely. come back with yeah. Bob and David. Yeah, and we could do something. Uh, you know, we could always do. We'd love to do something like that because we've written so many new sketches for our last three tours, and so many other new sketches, and we'd write so many more new sketches that we'd be uh, that wouldn't be a problem. We'd, we'd, we'd be ready for that challenge. We just have to get all five of us free at the same time because we're all busy at different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's still in the works, and you guys are all talking. Oh yeah, you we're love still together. Other. We're still yeah. a functioning troop. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to organize a conference call now. Um, now, like, like nowadays, everyone there's always one person that says no, and oh, yeah. uh, because they're busy, uh, and because the, we, we are getting offers even to do like to go to just for laughs and film that special stream it live and like the new tour we just did. There's uh, there's just so many opportunities for us and just trying to organize it for us. That's awesome. Uh, so you could be doing another another tour. So you might be coming to Edmonton with kids in the hall. Well, you know, we were here. In, you've uh, you've been here a couple times, I think. Yeah, we were here the summer 2015, just last summer. Yeah, did you last summer. I was gone. I couldn't go, but I w- I did see you uh, much earlier than that, like 2000 and when was it? When was That's the first great. tour you did? Quite a while ago, but I can't 2006. 2008. 2008. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I right. did see that one. That was. Man, that was good. That was all new sketches. That was yeah. a good one. That was a dream come true. I waited outside. Uh-huh. I waited outside hoping that uh, some autographs would be had. Um, but then we were told that uh, Bruce was visiting with his family because he's got family oh, here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we were, yeah I, that's usually what happens at Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like. Uh, I, love it. I mean, this summer, we're old enough that all five of us were in a good mood the whole term. We did autographs like every night. Nice. That's, and that's the one I didn't go to. <clears throat> yeah. The Good Mood Tour, we called it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have brain candy? Uh, Did we have brain candy? Yeah. Were you on brain candy when you were on that tour? 
Um, what do you mean the on brain candy? The uh, the, like the, the, the medication in the movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Gleaminex. Uh, Gleaminex, yes. Gleaminex. Yes. Sorry for being a nerd. But that called <laughs> Nick, you were supposed to fact check that. You've, yeah, where's our fact check? Our sound at? guy was supposed to do that. <laughs> well, he's fired. I have no power, so he's lucky, but he's fired in my head. <laughs> Sorry, Nick, uh, you heard it. Uh, yeah. So, well, I guess uh, what we would love to have happen sometime, if you're ever in town, is to uh, have you come down to our studio and join us in the studio. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, we would, we would totally love that. And um, there's free beer. There's free beer involved. We have, we, we're sponsored by, by <laughs> Steam Whistle from Ontario there. It's a studio, so maybe we could uh, write and record a few songs. <laughs> Holy crap, yes. Yep. yep. Yes, for sure. All right, all right. <laughs> Actually, I come to Edmonton all the time. Hear that, people? I know this is a podcast, but I'm telling everybody because um, I film a TV show there sometimes. So uh, we're going to do this. Yeah, awesome. Um, I hope your honor is in the, your, your offer is in the like light. Don't take it lightly because I'm uh, no, no, going to no. do it. We nope. mean this actually very seriously. Yeah, and uh, I think we have your phone number now. So <laughs> so we're going to yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll make sure it happens. And you, you have both of our phone call numbers. Me call me at three in the morning. I really like that. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. If that if that gets the job done, then yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kevin, it's been great having you on the show. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you. And, Thank you very uh, much. Uh, I had fun. I'm not even lying this time. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> awesome. Job well done for us. I guess we were we were a little nervous yeah. coming into this because yeah. it's like the, you're you're the first first guest that we. Uh, well, we we were a little worried. Yeah, you know, a hero, we, personal hero. Our, so totally, and it's uh, it's the first time we've used this kind of equipment too. So, oh, we were yeah. a little a little it's worried about day. it. Well, yeah. it you was. Yeah, it was a flying color. Oh. Flying color. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be at the show on Sunday, and uh, maybe well, come back and introduce uh, yeah. yourselves. Yes, absolutely. Certainly will. Yeah. I'll be waiting in the chair. Okay. 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 I'll, I'll, Gather I'll around. I'll be in the bathrobe. I'll be the guy in the bathrobe on the chair. Okay. <laughs> that Great. sounds good. Well, we'll know, know you then when we see you. Yep. All right. Wearing the red carnation. Yes. Okay. Thank, thank you very much. Thanks, thank Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Bye. See you. See you the see weekend. Bye. Bye. See you, see you on Sunday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>